Welcome to Create Lounge, an inviting space for intimate conversations with fierce creatives. We value your voice, so we've created this podcast to help creatives like you share your story with a community who deeply cares about who you are and what you create. I'm Kayla of KaylaHollitz.com, a community and brand coach, a poet, and a passion project enthusiast. I created Create Lounge to connect with fellow creatives and encourage them to embrace the multitude of their creativity. Creative living starts here. Won't you join us? Today, we will be chatting with Marlena Steiner, a boutique fashion and travel photographer. We're so excited to have her here with us on the show today. So hello, Marlena. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Kayla. (laughs) I am so excited for you to be here because we actually met through an email that you had sent out to me. And I know that you had connected with Jen because you've been working with Jen, who, you know, has also been on the show. So I'll be sure to link that to that episode in the show notes, but it was so fun hearing from you and you sent me some absolutely beautiful photography for me to use on my blog that fit perfectly (laughs) uh, with my whole aesthetic. So I just knew after that, I was like, I need to get this girl not only on the phone um, to chat with her, but to also have her on the podcast. So welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Absolutely. So how about before we really get into the episode, you tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Um, I am, so as you said, I'm a fashion and travel photographer, um, and then I, um, you know, have a bunch of side hustle things going on. So my other main side hustle is I work in the film industry as a, as a camera assistant. Um, but photography is my, is my main passion. That's kind of what I'm gung ho about and pursuing at the moment. And, um, I've spent, you know, probably about three years right now, I think, um, shooting fashion photography. Mm. Um, And then travel is something I haven't quite broken into yet, but it's just kind of something that I do for fun. Um, And yeah, that's kind of what I'm up to in that in that sense. I really love that you said that, you know, you balance quite a few different side hustles too, which I think is such an awesome way to really like get started in business and feel like you can do quite a few different things rather than just having to stick to, you know, like one specific thing. So I'd love to know with your style, I mean, you have a very beautiful and very consistent style, which I totally love. So I'd love to know, like, how did you kind of find that fashion and now travel photography is really kind of the niche you want to be in? Um, it wasn't easy and it didn't come right away. Um, I kind of knew, so I went to school for film and I was, you know, really gung-ho actually initially about being a cinematographer. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people were kind of, you know, jumping in my boat on that because, you know, there's, there's not a lot of female cinematographers out there and everyone was kind of rooting for me in that sense. And then I realized that I'm just better at stills than I am, Mm. uh, video. I just felt like for whatever reason, I had more of a knack for it and everything that I did frame in film, for some reason, I would always set up a still shot with it, you know? Interesting. Yeah. So I just decided to, to kind of, um, pursue that as a, as a hobby. And I was just shooting, you know, all of my vacations and taking a lot of travel photos and whatnot. So the travel part of it came pretty easy. You know, it's just, I love traveling and I would just shoot photos wherever I went. And then, um, randomly I took up this, uh, 
internship where I was shooting um, uh, like different bloggers, mm. um, different fashion bloggers. And um, I just like from there, that was the first time I ever really shot people. Um, and it was like a lot thrown at me at once. You know, I had to learn how to, um, you know, direct models and, uh, you know, just like a totally different skill set from sure. travel photography, obviously, you know? <laughs> so, um, from there, I just realized like, I love working with people, but I specifically love working with models, um, just because I'm kind of a shy director and, you know, I don't, I don't like to over direct. I don't like to do the whole, like mm -hmm. lift your chin up a little bit, turn your head a little bit this way. Like that's just not, um, that's just not me personally. Um, so I just realized that I gravitate towards models better. And then since then, you know, I just kind of been going in that direction. Mm -hmm. And I really love that you said that you're really into kind of the portrait photography because I dabbled a little bit with photography and I really do have an emphasis on dabbled here <laughs> because, <laughs> um, yeah, it was just like really fun little shoots I did with my friends at the end of high school and then kind of in the beginning of college. But I always really gravitated towards portraits as well because I felt like the ability to have, you know, like the human form up against amazing scenery which is something that I you know you see a lot in your own photography I think is just such a beautiful contrast and there's so much emotion there too yeah I that's kind of my biggest thing is is to convey some kind of mood or feeling mm -hmm. through the photos it's not just you know a portrait of someone sitting there smiling but maybe she is smiling but like what kind of emotions is she feeling when she's smiling or what do you feel when you look at her you know what I mean sure so I'm, I'm like all about trying to convey that emotion <laughs> and not just have it be like oh here's this typical fashion shot of this girl modeling but you know more of like what's the emotion and feeling behind that mm -hmm. so one of the things I love that you have done with your photography is you've set up your own stock photography site but it's not like the normal styled stock that we see where you know you have the deskscapes and all of those those things yeah. you really have this like you said this really emotion-based photo library uh, for creative bloggers and entrepreneurs to kind of pull photos from to use on their websites which I totally love you totally get my style which is awesome <laughs> so I'd love to hear a little bit more about your decision to do that with your photography yeah I um you know, I think that flat lays, especially with like the whole Instagram mm -hmm. movement and all that flat lays have become a huge thing, you know, um, I think because they're just very attainable, you go to a shop and you order awesome coffee and, you know, you've got your books and whatever with you. And of course, naturally, you're just going to take a flat lay, you know, sure. Um, and for whatever reason, I personally think I'm not good at flat lays. Like, mm. it's just not my thing. <laughs> um, and no matter how – I'm also, like, I have a weird perfectionist thing. So if it's not perfect, if it's not straight and the lines aren't even, I go nuts. So maybe I'm better at flat lays than I think I am, but I just think I'm not good at them because <laughs> the lines aren't straight. <laughs> um, but anyway, so because I'm so drawn to – you know, these emotions and all that coming out of, um, these photos, I, you know, I feel like I've, I've seen so many websites that have used those kind of photos. And I just thought, you know what, this can be, this is like a specific niche mm -hmm. or niche, whatever. Um, and so I just started, you know, pursuing that avenue of things instead of, you know, trying to do the, the flat lay avenue. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I really like that you played into your strengths and you found, you know, the people that are going to be more interested in the aesthetic that you have rather than trying to, yeah, fit a specific style that didn't feel like it maybe came as naturally to you, even though as a photographer, you could do it if you wanted to. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the the flat light thing is, you know, maybe more like immediately profitable, but Mm. it just wasn't, I just didn't gravitate towards it and it wasn't what I was passionate about, you know, Mm. so I just went with what I was most passionate about. Absolutely. I mean, I use a few different flat lays here and there as well, especially on Instagram, like you said. But when I really put together the Create Lounge website, I really wanted to make sure that I worked with a photographer to get that emotion, right? Especially because it's such a community-driven thing. Um, So I'm so glad that I was able to work uh, with Christina Conrad on that. But it totally was a game changer for me to really feel like I could have some more direction in the kind of emotion that was there and kind of the overall aesthetic and vibe rather than just kind of trying to find different flat lays that people have already created to fit that. So I think it totally depends on what you're looking for. There's no, again, one size fits all way to take a photo or, you know, like have a photo on your website. But I love that you offer this really cool alternative for people who are looking to tell maybe a little bit more of a story uh, with their photos on their website. Right, right. Yeah, just to hopefully have some kind of emotion behind what it is that they're saying, you know, and Mm -hmm. people can kind of read into it more with the picture as well, you know, than just, um, uh, you know, a photo of a desk and some pencils or, you know, whatever. Not that the flat lays aren't beautiful, but you know what I mean? It's a different different vibe. (laughs) Sure. I really enjoy like a mix of both. And I feel like that's what makes me feel like I kind of want to like live in my Instagram feed sometimes is because it's not just like the lifestyle photos, but it's also not just the, the more stylized photos. It's just everything kind of into one, which is fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, hugely admire people who can shoot amazing flat lays. I wish I could shoot (laughs) some of the flat lays that I see, but maybe I just need to, maybe it's something I need to practice or something, but you know, like I love the flat lays with like maps and there's mm. the, the camera and you know, there's hands like pointing to something on the map or whatever, you know, maybe yeah. someday I'll, I'll be able to do that. But <laughs> for now I'll just oogle. Yeah. I love that. There's so many different styles though. Like you're talking about, like a flat lay doesn't have to just be the desk that you see a lot of the times like it can be like I know exactly I can picture exactly what you're talking about right now with the map and the camera and those sorts of things too so I would love to know just kind of what goes into putting together what you would consider like a really successful photo shoot um it kind of you know boils down to a bunch of different things one would be the team Mm -hmm. that you work with so Sometimes, I mean, actually for a lot of the photos that I'm using on my stop, stock website right now, um, we're just me and the model and we just kind of came together, got a bunch of clothes together. Mm-hmm. Um, the There's one model on um, in my stock shop who like some of her clothes were mine. <laughs> I just <laughs> I just brought some dresses for her to wear and whatnot. Um, and then sometimes they're the clothes that belong to the model. Um, but you know, a lot of times I tried to go out with an actual team. I try to get, you know, a wardrobe stylist and, you know, pull together a bunch of different looks and, you know, I'll kind of create like a Pinterest board and we'll look at, you know, whatever the theme is for the shoot and then 
discuss, you know, like, oh, what kind of stores we like. And, you know, I love stores like Urban Outfitters, Anthropology, Free People. Th- mm-hmm. Those are kind of along my style. So I'll usually name like those three stores and we'll, you know, we'll find stuff. And a lot of times we'll try to hit up local boutiques and try to, you know, use their stuff. Because if the, let's say the photo gets picked up for a magazine, then they get that exposure too. Sure. So um, usually I try to do that as well. Um and then, you know, bringing in a, a makeup artist, same same kind of process with them. You know, we'll make a Pinterest board for makeup and, and hair and kind of go over what, you know, that looks like. And then, you know, a lot of times I'll either, if I have a friend who's a model, I'll contact her um, or I'll go through an agency and see who they have available that, that is interested in doing testing. Um, so, yeah, it's just kind of bringing together you know, all the different people. I mean, I, I certainly can't do it by myself, you know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's just about collaboration really is kind mm-hmm. of what, what the best photo shoots are. I just love your focus on collaboration too, because it feels so genuine. Cause like you said, you can't do it all on your own. And there are other people who have strengths in other areas, uh, where just, being able to all team up together is incredible. And I think we see collaboration coming into play a lot with really this idea of having a more positive and even more so than that, an abundant mindset too. So one of the things that I think is really interesting about, you know, the the field of photography is again, how, you know, relatively simple it can be to kind of get started uh, because you really need a camera. Uh, but of course, everybody knows that having a good eye for photography is something that you have to build on over time. Sure. But one of the interesting things, of course, about photography is that sometimes uh, it can feel like there's a lot of competition because there are a lot of people who are creating photos, especially with, again, like we were talking about with Instagram and there's so many different styles. So I would love to know from you, you know, as a as a a successful (laughs) photographer yourself how do you fight that you know scarcity mindset with clients um it can be really tough sometimes you know because like you said there is a lot of what feels like competition Mm. um you know there's it's so easy to get caught up in the mindset of like this person is better than me or they're like five steps ahead of me or they know X, Y, Z person. And that's why, you know, they're able to get all these different opportunities. Mm -hmm. Um, But really just, I mean, a lot of it comes down to, you know, believing in the style that you have. There's so many photographers, but everyone has a different style. Everyone has something to offer. And, you know, there's, there's, certainly a lot of photographers who fall into similar categories and, you know, there's definitely photographers that have similar styles that I do, you know, um, and, you know, same, same could be said for any, you know, other group of photographers, but, um, it's just down to your style and then, you know, your personality. So you're really just selling yourself as a person and, and the product that you have, you know, your, your talent, I guess. So absolutely. So kind of in this subject of scarcity mindset, what does that kind of term mean to you? And maybe talk a little bit about what it can feel like too, when you're, you know, in it and then trying to get out of it. Um, so by scarcity, do you mean like the time between jobs kind of thing? Um, so by scarcity, really what I mean is, you know, it's really become this term that's become a little bit of a buzzword lately. Uh, but, but to me really what scarcity mindset means that, 
people who feel like maybe there's not enough work to all go around. Um, so maybe people who feel like there's always too much competition for them to right. really rise above and be able to have a successful business. So a lot of times those people, you know, either don't share their work or unfortunately quit completely. Um, right. So I'd love to know if there's any specific times where you have maybe fallen prey to the scarcity mindset and then ways that you've gotten yourself back to that abundance mindset. Right. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, because, you know, there's such an overwhelming feeling of like there's a zillion photographers out there and we're all trying to find work, you know, it's really easy to become prey to that mm. kind of mindset, you know, but that kind of mindset also doesn't do anything positive you know there's no positive outcome from that you know you don't get a job from thinking <clears throat> there's not enough jobs to go around you know it's just you have to think you have to think in an, in an abundant mindset to be able to propel yourself forward to be able to be determined to find the next job so that's kind of what I always tell myself you know is like nothing nothing good comes from thinking negatively so you may as well think positively and mm -hmm. people can also read your um, your vibe, you know, mm -hmm. your positive or negative vibe. So if you're putting off this negative vibe, then of course you're not going to get hired. You know, you have to put off this positive vibe that like, you know, and, and you have to want good things for other photographers and other yes. people, you know, <clears throat> and the more you're on other people's side, the more you're, you're feeling positive for other people and positive for yourself, the more positive things are going to come in your direction, you know? So that's Absolutely. kind of what I always tell myself. Yeah, I really like that because it really is showing that just because somebody else is successful doesn't necessarily mean that your own potential for success goes down by any means, right. even if it's somebody who's in your own niche. Because, yeah, there's always something more that we can bring to the table. And even if you feel like something has been covered a million times, which especially in my niche of social media and blogging, it can definitely feel like that at times. Sure. But there's always a different, you know, lens uh, for you, literally, um, with <laughs> photography. Uh, but yeah, just a different perspective that you can bring to the table that people are going to really just connect with in a positive way, like you're saying. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I like that you also said the thing about really that law of attraction, right? So the more positivity that you put out, uh, the more positivity that you're going to get back. Uh, yeah. So I'd love to know a time maybe where you put out that positive energy and something positive came back to you. I, so I read this book recently called Get Rich, Lucky Bitch. And oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it was referred to me last summer, actually. And I ordered it, and it sat on my shelf for a year before I actually read it. Um, and I just finished reading it a few weeks ago. And the whole thing is, you know, it's about your money mindset. And, sure. But really, the, there's like a core topic in the book that's really just about the law of attraction, you know, and that you attract how much money to yourself that you want, you know? And, you know, some of this is a little like, you know, maybe like you might be rolling your eyes or something at it, you know, <laughs> like, oh, I want a million dollars. How am I going to get that to myself, you know? But I guess really if you put yourself in that mindset and you think like these are the things I want and you continually tell yourself that and you continually, continually put yourself in those positions, then – that law of attraction somehow sure. works, you know, and you somehow mm -hmm. 
get it. So I'm still working on, you know, her whole idea of like manifestation, you Mm -hmm. know, and like manifesting what you want and not just money, but like, you know, if you're traveling somewhere and you want, you know, a good deal in a hotel, like you can manifest a good deal, you know, just by like, I don't know, still figuring it out, but (laughs) somehow you can manifest it. (laughs) I might have to read the book like three more times, but (laughs) that's kind of been on my mind. So actually this whole idea of like law of attraction and manifestation is kind of still relatively new to me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know if I've quite, you know, used the law of attraction any way that's actually had anything come to me yet. Mm -hmm. But I feel like since I've adopted that mindset, things have been very positive and I've had some opportunities where like I just did a free photography workshop the other day and it was amazing and I met this fantastic photographer you know um and so things like that like you just end up with a lot of free things you know that Mm -hmm. you didn't realize that help you you know so yeah I don't know if there's like a specific thing that I've that I've seen come from the law of attraction yet in my life but Maybe there is, and I'm just not aware of it, because that's the other thing, too, is to, like, be aware of those things, you know? Yeah. I actually really like that uh, example that you just had really briefly about doing a free workshop for other people who are in the photography business, too. Like, I think that just goes, again, to that abundant mindset of feeling like I can help other photographers succeed without feeling like I can't succeed anymore if I give away this information. And I love that you said that you were able to get some really great feedback, and I have found that so many times when I, you know, talk to clients and even when yeah when you do the free workshops or you do you know even podcast interviews like this that are free um that are really fun to do the more that you are able to give right the more that you're going to end up receiving even if you don't know exactly what format that's in you know so much of the clarity that i've gotten in my business has come from some of those free things that i have put out there and without you know putting that out there and knowing that you know something good is going to come of it I'm going to get some sort of feedback that's like hey that's exactly what I needed to read and then seeing that develop into a conversation and sometimes even a strong friendship and relationship down the road too I think yeah you know, putting it out there first uh, in the law of attraction, I think it makes it a lot more tangible to talk about the actual things that you do. Um, Because I I totally understand where you're coming from too with the whole manifestation thing. I'm still not exactly sure um, like how it goes and exactly how I feel about it. But I think any time that you just, yeah, change your mindset and then you know, have your actions actually reflect that. I think that's the biggest thing for me is knowing that I'm actually doing something about that mindset and that's what's making something happen is not just having the mindset that something good is going to happen, but actually going after those things by opening those doors for you before, you know, somebody else builds them. Right, right. So now that we've talked a little bit more about the scarcity mindset, you know, of course, the opposite that we've been talking about is the abundance mindset. So for me personally, and I would love to know what your definition is too, is for me, the abundance mindset is where you feel like there's enough work to go around. And that's specifically in business, but I think even going further and having an abundance mindset in your personal life too, is knowing that you are enough and you are exactly where you need to be right now and not feeling like you have to hit X goal in order to do a specific thing or you have to reach 
you know, like a certain income in your business to be able to launch a specific thing. Just really feeling like you have enough with where you're at to do the things that you want to do to me feels like ultimate abundance. So I'd love to know what abundance kind of looks like and feels like for you. Yeah. I mean, I guess my, my thought process about abundance is, is very similar. It's, it's this idea of like gratitude, you know, like you, you have a lot of things that you need to be grateful for. You know, I guess that's what I think of initially when I think of abundance. So I started doing this gratitude journal recently and I try every day, although it doesn't happen every day, (laughs) but I try every day to pick five things and not repeat them throughout the week. Um, of things that I'm thankful for, you know, because whether you realize it or not, there's so many things that, you know, even if you feel unsuccessful for whatever reason in life, that it, it's hard to remind yourself like, hey, I did go buy those clothes for myself, or I am paying rent for this apartment that I live in, you know, or, you know, I am putting food on my table, you know, and even if you're not doing those things, there's still probably something that you're doing that you can be thankful for, you know, at some point throughout your life. So even if you're a college student, and you're not on your own yet, like, be thankful for the opportunity that you can go to college, you know, Mm -hmm. or that you're able to make friends or that you have friends that love you, you know, like something I'm also thankful for is that, you know, I have family that love me. I have a boyfriend that loves me that I'm able to experience love, you know, like these are, these are things that are bigger than you that really ground you in, in, you know, values and who you are and not just think like, I'm an entrepreneur and I need to go make a living and I need to go get clients or I need to sell X amount of products, you know, Mm -hmm. but just getting down to the nitty gritty of like, why are you doing this in the first place? You know, um, you're here because of these people that have supported you and brought you to this place, you know? Oh my gosh. That seriously, that whole entire excerpt right that right there is just like the most beautiful thing ever. (laughs) I just totally love it. And I just want to live in, I mean, because I think when you hear somebody like you who has such a positive mindset, you just continually want to just hear more about it, not only, but like you want to live in that, right? So when you said that, I was like, I want to be that person. (laughs) That is, yeah. And I think gratitude journaling is a really great way to make it a little bit more tangible. And I find myself too, with being able to write something down, it's a lot better than just trying to, you know, come up with something or have something in my head. Uh, Because a lot of times when I'm able to actually have something written down, you can flip through and you can actually go back and look at, you know, in those specific seasons of your life, what were you really thankful for? What was the most important thing for you? And I think it clues us in for a lot of things, like you said, like the things that we really truly value. And that's what you should be going after rather than, um, you know, worrying about the comparison and the competition and the other things that really take you more away from your purpose than Mm -hmm. giving you more fulfillment in your life. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned that because a lot of times I, when I'm doing my gratitude journal, I think about the materialistic things, right? Because mm. that's what, what, for whatever reason, that's what comes to our minds first. Or maybe sure. that's just what comes to my mind first. But, <laughs> you know, I think about like, oh, I'm thankful I have a computer or I'm able to, you know, build my shop online or I'm able to do all these different things. But then I, you know, after not being able to repeat 
certain things each week, that's when I started to really think deeper. Like, what am I actually thankful for? Like, I'm just so thankful for love, you know, for these emotions that I get to experience, you know, and, and, you know, also like for the opportunity to, to travel and, and, you know, experience life in that way, you know? So yeah, it's, it's really interesting to find, like you said, to flip through and find the things that, you know, you are thankful for during that period mm-hmm. and what kind of moves you during that time. And, you know, it's also a source of inspiration. Like if I think about, you know, the things that are, that I'm so grateful for at the moment, like that's probably what's um, fueling my work, you know, mm-hmm. like that's what probably people see in my work. And obviously right now I'm putting out tons of travel stuff because I'm doing a lot of traveling right now, but, you know, uh everyone always like comes to me and tells me that they love my travel photography. And I think that's because I'm, I just, I put so much of that into my work, you know, because Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. I I love that. And I think that's a really great example too of, you know, people really gravitating towards your travel photography because, you know, the travel piece of it is what fuels you. So you can see the love that you have and the passion that you have behind that specific form because of how grateful you are for it. So I think I really like your idea to dig way deeper. And yeah, because I mean, you can even dig deeper into the love that you have for other people and you can start to think about, oh, like I love that this person understands my love language and is able to reflect that even if theirs is different. I mean, like getting super duper specific like that, I think can be so incredibly powerful. So kind of in wrapping up this awesome episode, I would love to just know what are some of the most important shifts that you have made in your own mindset and maybe how other people can do the same thing. Um, I mean, positivity is huge. Mm -hmm. You know, I think even back to like a year ago, I was incredibly negative um, in my thought process and to myself, you know, mm-hmm. um, we're so hard on ourselves, you know, we even, even like subconsciously you're hard on yourself, you know, whether you realize it or not, like we just have these expectations of ourselves that, you know, you have to think of yourself as a friend, you know, like, mm-hmm. would you tell someone, you know, that you thought their work was t- like, would you tell your friend you thought their work was terrible or that like, you know, that, that photograph is horrible. Like you wouldn't say those things to your friend. You'd be like, oh, wow, you know, that's great. Like keep going, you know, your work is awesome. And so you just have to say those things to yourself and keep telling yourself to keep going and, and not stop just because you scrolled on Instagram and -and so-and-so has Mm. a better photo than you, you know, because (laughs) they're not you, it's your voice, you know, and there are people out there who want to hear what you have to say, even if it's just your mom, you know, but <laughs> at some point there will be more than just your mom who, who wants to hear what you have to say, you know, and, and really just the positivity mindset and just, you know, believing in yourself and it's incredibly hard. And I've so been there where I, I don't believe in myself and I know that there's people around me who don't believe in me and, you know, trying to, um, distance yourself from those people that don't believe in you or that are negative towards you. Or if you can't distance yourself from them, like learning how to take what they say with a grain of salt, like don't put, don't put all your eggs in their basket. And just because they say something negative and 20 other people said something positive, but you're focusing so much on their negativity and you're letting it affect you, you know? Um, And really just, yeah, the gratitude thing has helped a lot. Like just think about all the things that you're grateful for 
and and um, think about your passion, you know, more than anything. Like, why are you doing this? You know, it's it's hard to, especially when you're doing an art form, it's hard to attach money to mm-hmm. the art form, you know, because, you know, you've put in time and you've put in your you've put you've poured your heart into this piece and now you have to attach a dollar sign to it that's so difficult you know um so you just have to give your your yourself space to create stuff that's not necessarily for sale that you're just doing because you love it you know and then pieces that you are okay with selling you know um just do stuff that makes you feel good and that will keep regenerating you and keep you um you know, in a more positive mindset and then Mm -hmm. meet other people too, you know, try to try to meet other people. And that makes you feel positive as well as just hearing other people's stories and learning from them. Yes. We can do so much more together than we can do apart. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for just sharing a lot more of your story. I know everybody is going to want to connect with you so quickly, (laughs) especially with this all being about abundance and community. So thank you so much, Marlena. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. And hopefully, you know, this helps inspire other people who are maybe feeling a little bit down about themselves or even people who are feeling positive to feel more positive. So yeah, thank you. If you enjoyed this episode of the Create Lounge podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe and leave a rating and comment to let us know what you think. Want to be a part of our community? Sign up and join us at createlounge.com. We can't wait to meet you.